Our first scripture reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The word of the Lord. Allow, allow me to introduce myself. My name is David. I, I was one of the shepherds on that night of nights over 2,000 years ago. Now, at this time of year, many people sing about me and, and read about me, uh, but, but they don't know my name, of course. We shepherds were just common folk. We, we were at the low rang, rung of the social order. And, and people didn't care that much about us. And in fact, they used to call us names. Names like, well, wait, you don't speak uh, Aramaic, do you? So um, uh, names like Wino or Dunce or, or um, Country Bumpkin, something like that they would call us. And of course, it, yeah, the townspeople would, would uh, often call us names like that. And it was hard. Uh, there was a lot of prejudice, a lot of um, judgmental attitudes. And, and uh, see if that helps. A, a lot of judgmental attitudes. But, oh, that, if you're different, if your skin's different, if you're different socioeconomic class, but, oh, you have that same problem today? Well, maybe you can understand me better than, better than I thought. Yes, yes. Well, um, just a moment. Now, what, what are these? Glasses. Oh, to help you see better. Let me see. Um, yeah, oh, that, that, that's nice. That, that, that's very nice. Yes. Oh, I can see all of you. Wonderful. Well, now I admit, we shepherds, can be a rowdy bunch sometimes. We like to laugh and tell stories, pass a bottle around at the end of the day. Okay, maybe a few too many passes sometimes around the fire. But by and large, we're a responsible lot. I mean, we have families to provide for and we work long hours, long months sometimes. And we attend synagogue as, as often as we can. Yes, I was raised in a devout Jewish family. Memorize many passages in the Pentateuch. Uh, that's, that's the first five books of your Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And, uh, of course, the sacred scrolls were carefully stored in the, in the synagogue. Uh, we didn't have copies uh, in our homes, so we had to memorize the passages. By the way, I hear that every home, in fact, maybe 
every person has a copy of the scriptures today? Wow, that is amazing. Never take that for granted and, and never stop memorizing scriptures. You, you still do memorize scripture, don't you? Um, well, the Psalms of David are my favorite. Did I mention that I was named after King David? You see, he was a shepherd too in his early years. And, uh, oh, you've read about him? You knew that. You've, you've read some of his psalms. Well, well, maybe you've read my favorite, which we shepherds call the shepherd's psalm. Um, I think you call it the 23rd psalm. It, it always encourages me to think that David identifies us shepherds with Almighty God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. That's, that's nice, isn't it? Of course, David also identifies us folk here on earth with sheep. Not the most flattering analogy. Sheep are smelly and not the brightest of animals. Their curiosity can get them into lots of trouble. They wander off from the flock. They have no sense of orientation. They get lost easily. And it's just then that they're the easiest prey for, for uh, predators looking for their next meal. I recall once when I was counting the sheep at the end of the day, and one little guy was missing. And I, I, it took me a while to find him. In fact, eventually I heard him bleating, thankfully, before a wolf did. And uh, I, I went to get him. Of course, I always carry, I carry my, my rod, but I always carry my staff with me. And the staff is great because it, it extends my reach. So then he was caught in the thickets. Uh, of down, down this incline. So I could reach down and, and hack away the, the, the thorns and the branches to get his, his fur, his thick fur free. And then, of course, he doesn't know what to do. This is a dumb sheep. I take the, the, the crook part and put it around his neck and then pull him back up to safety. And every sheep is valuable to us, of course, in our flock. Um, and he was, so, he was so beat from just thrashing and and not having water or food for I don't know how many hours, I, of course, I had to pick him up in my arms and carry him back to the flock. Um, so, it, but you just, it's, we're always something with sheep, always something. And they're naturally gregarious. They tend to flock together always. Now, that's usually a good thing, um, but occasionally in a large pasture where you have several flocks of sheep feeding, they end up getting interspersed. They get, they get, together. And you're probably thinking, okay, all sheep look alike, don't they? So how do you know which sheep are yours? Well, we could check the ear marking. Each of us shepherds has its own, our own distinct marking on, on the ears of our sheep. But it's much easier just to start calling them or singing to them. And they'll start to follow me as, as their shepherd. You see, my sheep get to know my voice in the weeks and weeks of, of being together, especially in the summer months, when we go through the dark valleys and take them up to the high pastures to, uh, to, uh, to graze in the summertime, I'm spending weeks on end with them. And so the shepherd's voice becomes a, a, a sense of security, a, 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 a sense of comfort for the sheep, just to hear the shepherd's voice with them. And then, of course, um, we have to keep an eye out for the sheep who, who wander off, like that little lamb I just illustrated. 
it's, there's always work to do. But, I mean, they can, get, they can eat grass to the roots just like that in a day or two. So we always have to take them into new pastures, into green pastures, to keep them healthy. And then, of course, they won't drink from rushing streams. Anybody knows that. You have to lead sheep by still waters in order for them to drink. And then there's fighting off the predators. Where this is good with the sheep, um, and sometimes just, just as we're walking along, just, just nudging them with, with, the, with the staff is, um, is a sense of comfort for them. But then the rod is what I use to beat off, to beat off you know, wolves or lions or wild dogs that might come in to, uh, to, the attack the, to attack the flock. There's always something going on, always something. Well, I, I, here I am talking about shepherds, uh, sheep. I mean, you can tell I enjoy what I do. But I'm really here to tell you about that night of nights, a night that changed my life forever. I was still a teenager, about maybe about the same age that King David was when, uh, when David was when he was anointed by the prophet Samuel to be king. A night like any others, we were out on the hillsides outside Bethlehem. The sheep were resting peacefully. We guys were taking turns guarding them. Um, gathered around a meager fire, when suddenly the sky lit up like high noon. I mean. The brilliance, we were blinded by the brilliance. And, and it's like we were paralyzed, scared spitless, really. Yeah, I mean, you would have been too if you'd been there. I, it, it, and then there was this bright person or being. I, I couldn't, I, I don't know how to describe him. He looked like a, like a mighty warrior, suspended kind of in the sky above us. And, and later, we realized that, that he was an angel. But of course, none of us had never seen an angel before, so we had no... No clue that night, right that moment. Let me tell you, surrounded by that intense light was like being, an immersed, like being immersed in a pool of purity or holiness. Suddenly, my mind was filled with all the wrong things I had thought, all the wrong things I had done, all the wrong things I had said. <clears throat> and to tell the truth, I thought, David, this is it. You're toast. But at the same time, at that very instant, this warrior guy put our minds at ease when he said, don't be afraid. Whew. So he wasn't there to judge us after all or to squish us so, like so many cockroaches. And then he said, I bring you good, good news of great joy for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, in the city of David. And this is how you'll recognize him. You'll find a baby lying in a manger, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. And before we could begin to process what that meant, the angel was joined by this huge host of others, this, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace, goodwill among men. And then... As quickly as the angels had appeared, they were gone. We all just stood there a moment. Yes, our eyes had to adjust back to the darkness, of course, but also we were just so overwhelmed, so, so surprised. Well, there's no question about what we would do next. We, we ran like the wind to Bethlehem. Now, I wish that angel had said, 
had promised that he'd protect our sheep while we were gone, but he didn't. And so we had to leave the two youngest lads there with the sheep, of course. And just as, just, we were almost out of earshot, one of them ran behind us and said, wait, 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 why don't you take this little lamb as a gift, like a baby gift, to the newborn? And we thought that was a good idea. Of course, once in town, we stopped everyone we could find and asked them about this baby, where we could find him. Most people looked at us like we were crazy. What are you talking about? But a few listened to us and became curious, and they decided to come with us to find this, this baby. And finally, we did find him in a stable. And sure enough, he was lying in a manger, just a common feed trough. No one told us to, but spontaneously, we just fell to our knees in worship and adoration, just being in his presence. Yes, the, the little baby looked like any other newborn, you know, kind of ruddy skin and wrinkled up a little bit and, and kind of matted hair. But that angel had told us he was the Savior, the Messiah, or as you say, Christ, Christ the Lord. Looking into his face, I just felt a profound sense of peace. Well, the parents were more than a little curious about why we were there. I guess the angel hadn't thought to warn them either that we were coming. So we told them, and all the other townsfolk who had followed us, we told them about, this about the angels and, and, and what had happened and what they said. Of course, everyone was astonished. They'd never heard anything like this before in their life. And then Mary, well, that was the name of the baby's mother, in case you didn't know. Mary listened quietly and, and was really, she looked like she was understanding much more than anybody else did as we were talking. And after we finished, she shared with us how an angel had appeared to her too. And then Joseph told us about how the angel spoke to him in a dream. And to our surprise, they told us that our encounter, our coming to be with them there, was a wonderful confirmation that this baby was, in fact, the Messiah. So God used us, us common shepherds, to help encourage them that night. As I listened to Joseph and Mary talking, the magnificent music of those hundreds of angels was echoing my mind, and I found myself believing this message, believing that this was the Savior, Christ the Lord. Finally, late into the night, we headed back to the hills. I wondered aloud with my fellow shepherds, would, would Mary and Joseph even tell Jesus when he grew up about us being there that night? Would anyone even know that common shepherds were there on that holiest of nights? Well, you can imagine, as the word began to spread around Bethlehem and the whole region around, people heard about these shepherds and, and this, these angels. Well, dozens and do scores of folks would come from far and wide to meet us and to hear about the angels, to hear what they said. And I was glad to tell them the story, but I also tried to remember to always tell them the impact that it had on me as an individual. 
Whereas before I would think about God on the Sabbath, most Sabbaths, that's, I think that's Saturday for you. Or I'd think about him on holy days like Passover or Feast of Booths. Now I found myself thinking about God just walking with the sheep during the day or lying on my, on my mat at night or playing with my kids. It, it's, it's like, uh, and then the scriptures that I had memorized. Did I already say how important it was to memorize scripture? Well, the scriptures I memorized begin to come alive and take new meaning to me. Like, like this one that David wrote in Psalm 119, where he says, how can a young man keep, live a holy life? By guarding it according to God's word. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I, even as a young man, I wanted to live a life that pleased God. And I begin to see the important role the scriptures begin to play in that. And in a new way now, that I sense God's presence with me. It was like God with us, God with me. And, and the, the scriptures became alive and active in my heart. And I found that they were helping me to keep living a life free from sin. Well, many years went by, and one day a friend told me that Jesus was in Bethany, just three miles away, visiting his friend Lazarus. I had heard that how he had raised Lazarus from the dead, but I had never seen or heard Jesus talk. So Sarah and I, we were in our elderly years at this point, uh, decided to go see him, to try to find him. So we walked to, to, Lazar to Bethany and found him on the edge of the town with, with a crowd of folks who were listening to him teach. Jesus was easy to listen to. Every word he said was like he was speaking right to me. It warmed my heart, too, to hear him talk about sheep. I mean, he said, the sheep won't follow a stranger. They'll run from him because they don't know his voice. And you know what he said? He said, I am the good shepherd who sacrifices his life for the sheep. I know my own sheep, and they know me and they will listen to my voice. Wow. So I guess, I guess Mary did tell Jesus about a shepherd's coming after all. The first visitors, the night he was born, he called himself the good shepherd. And as I heard his voice, I knew that he was the shepherd that I wanted to follow myself. And you know, it touched me deeply when Jesus said he was willing to sacrifice his life for the sheep. I knew what sacrifice meant, to protect and provide for the sheep. But you know, I never thought that a year later, Jesus would end up sacrificing his very life on a cross for me, for you. Well, there's so much more I could tell you, but let me leave you with two thoughts, if I might. The first thought your calendars is very different than ours, of course. But I understand today is what you call New Year's Day. People keep talking about resolutions, their plans or goals for 2017. How about this resolution? To be a sheep who listens to the shepherd's voice, ignoring the many competing voices, and they're out there, listening to the shepherd's voice and following him.
Second thought. We shepherds were just a bunch of ordinary working men, and yet God chose us first. He didn't choose rabbis. He didn't choose government leaders. We were the first to hear about the Messiah's birth that night. Do you ever think of yourself as just ordinary? Nothing special, really? Well, God has a special purpose for you. He wants you to run and search for Jesus, just like he did that night. And I'll tell you, when you find him, you'll never be the same. Or maybe you have found him and experienced God's surprising grace in your life. But like sheep, you've, you've strayed away from Christ, and we're all guilty of that sometimes. Well, you need to run back to the Good Shepherd. Don't put it off. Turn back to him now. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for being the good shepherd who was willing to sacrifice your life on the cross for us sheep. Thank you for being committed to leading us in green pastures and beside still waters because you want the best for us. You've come to give us life and to give it abundantly. Today, might we run to find you or run back to you and let you transform us by your grace. Amen.